This special podcast is brought to you by CoreShares, and CoreShares' Gareth Stoby is with us in studio to talk about smart beta, or factor-based index investing. I guess most people know what an exchange-traded fund is and what an index fund is as well, but now you're taking it to a new level. What's smart beta? Yes, I I suppose there's a lot of lingo in there, isn't there? I I think to begin with, let's understand beta. So beta is the financial guy's definition for the broad market. So if you and I were to meet after work today and have a beer and talk about the markets generally, we'd generally be talking about the All Share Index or the Top 40 Index, which is a vanilla beta index. An index created uh, using size, so the largest company has the largest share, smallest company has the has the smallest share. That's a traditional beta index, okay, the, the market. Smart beta is a variation of beta where it looks at the market and says, what factors or strategies over time, over extended periods of time, have proven to outperform beta in, in two ways. Either they've shown to outperform beta by giving excess returns, or they've been able to outperform beta in terms of reducing risk, but still giving you uh, mm. a good return. So you can look at it from, from, either, from either way. If you talk to money managers, then they will, they will say, we'll give you alpha. So how does alpha come into this beta okay, without so getting yes, too many Greek sure, letters? Sure, sure, sure. So alpha is whatever outperformance you can achieve over beta. So if the market gave you, what it was, at 11 12% during 2014, and a fund manager gave you 15%, then he gener- generated 3% of alpha. All right. And, and that's he, what, how that's did what he the, do that? By trading By, by trading contrary to what the general index did. Mm-hmm. So if the general index has NASPERS at 10%, he might have gone at 12%. If the general market had Anglos at 4 or whatever it is, he might have gone 5 or he might have gone 3 And through through under overweighting and underweighting the general market, he was able to out, outperform the market potentially. But of course, potentially, and many do, actually underperform the market. So, mm. so alpha is the term for outperforming the market and it's what active managers always try to do it's what they they sell themselves on basically it's what they should do otherwise they shouldn't be in business correct correct so we've got beta which is the market yeah then we've got alpha which is those fund managers who take positions and bets and uh, trade from one stock to another yeah and then you have smart beta, which sounds like a combination of the two. Correct. So, so smart beta looks at factors in the market that over periods of time have 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 tended to give out performance, have tended to give alpha relative to mm-hmm. a, a general beta. Like what? Well, there's a t- there are a few different ones. Uh, many of the index houses have summarized them into six big themes. So if I could, could name those basically. So low volatility, momentum, value, which perhaps I'll talk about just now, quality, dividends and size or some of the major building block themes for for, for smart beta. So if you, if you like high dividend earning stocks. Uh, stocks, would they necessarily outperform over long over a long period? S- certain dividend paying strategies do tend to outperform over over periods of time. Um, take value for example. So there, you can have a smart beta strategy that tries to package value. Now there are tons of active managers around the market who say, well, they're a value manager. So what smart beta says is, Mr. Active Manager, when you say you're a value manager, what do you actually mean? 
they say, well, we look for stocks that are trading uh, at discounts to their historical averages, or we look at stocks that have got low PEs or high dividend yields, uh, etc. They've got different definitions for what value investing is. So the index houses have said, oh, well, that's interesting. Well, why don't we just simply build rules on the index, which basically do what you're trying to do within your investment committees. And so they'll say, well, we want stocks in this, uh, um, in this index that have a high dividend yield or a low PE. Uh, or, lo- or introduce a filter of some sort. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it's all rules-based. So you have all the other benefits of passive. It's rules-based. It's highly transparent, uh, low cost, because once the index house has generated this, it's just system generated. You don't have to pay a whole lot of expensive analysts to sit pouring over the information, just systems generate the information, and it's highly, highly effective. Um, and you and you can work with these factors depending on how you see the market. So a momentum strategy, for instance, if the markets are running, well, then you want to be in a momentum strategy because that's going to capture those stocks that are running the most. Vice versa, if you're worried about the market, the levels that the markets are, are trading at, you can go for a risk-off type strategy, which is a low volatility uh, type strategy. It seems to put a lot more uh, responsibility onto the investor. It, it does, and it comes with a, a word of caution in that you can invest in smart beater strategies and underperform the general market. The same as you can invest with an active manager and underperform the general market. It depends so, on the view at that point uh, in time correct. and whether it works out. Correct. So where the market's moving to in the index world is that most index houses like ourselves would would encourage users to package one or two smart beta strategies together in an equity strategy so that you're complementing uh, your, your, your approach. Um, and certainly sophisticated investors like multi-managers, etc., would would have highly sophisticated means in, in which to choose these different factor-based uh, indices. Yeah, so you'd have as a core, and we actually spoke to Chris Rule, your colleague, about core satellite investing. You'd have a core which would probably be your index fund or your index tracker. Your beta in this example. Mm, yeah. Your beta. But around that, you might think... I'm worried about the state of the stock market at the moment. I'm worried about the RAND. Could you could you then bring in smart beta themes that would take account of those views and, and either protect you or perhaps give you some outperformance? Exactly, exactly right. So you'd either use it as a risk mitigation tool, like a low volatility strategy, or you could use it as a as a sort of an aggressive tool and go into sort of a momentum type type strategy. Um, so, how many have you got of those smart beta? We, we go, we've got two at the moment. Uh, later in the year, we'll have three. So the, the two that we've got at the moment is low volatility. So looking at stocks in our market, which have demonstrated low levels of volatility. Which means what? Low levels of standard deviation. I don't want to get too technical mm. again. Okay. But, but, but so they le- they're more conservative shares. They, they're not going to bounce up and down. Correct. Mm. Correct. Um, and, and we've got a, a smart beta called Dividend Aristocrats, which is an S&P index, again, uh, that looks at stocks which have generated consistent dividend payments over time and have grown those dividend payments over, over time. Now, it's always easy to back test, but uh, before you launch something, you would have had a look at the history Yes. and, uh, I guess, hope that it continues into the future. How have those two done when you back test them? Well, we list, we've got live data now for a year. We listed our two smart beta ETFs in April last year, and I'm proud to say they've done ex- exceptionally well, particularly the Dividend Aristocrats ETF, sort of over 30% returns over that year. And on a backtested basis, it has also outperformed uh, the normal beta returns over a 10-year basis. But again, whether that's absolutely sustainable in all markets Probably not. So it does need to be offset with other types of strategies. But as a as a part of your portfolio, 
a, a great, great building block, particularly for clients looking for for income, uh, for looking for inflation hedge on, on that income uh, as well. What's the smart call? How much would you have in beta, in other words, index tracking, and smart beta in a portfolio of 100? It depends on how sophisticated you are. You could potentially have no vanilla beta at the core and just um, combine various smart beta indices at, at the core. And the cost? Smart beta is slightly more expensive than vanilla vanilla beta because of, of the additional intellectual property that goes into creating those indexes and then maintaining the indexes, but not significantly so. Still, still significantly cheaper than an active manager who says that they're a value manager, but really is generating portfolios that look the same as a value index might. Um, so... Expensive relative to beta, but way cheaper than, than active management. So it all gets down to actually understanding what you're buying. Beta is the index tracker for a completely unsophisticated investor. That's the way to go. As you get a little bit, as you study more and you learn more and you get more of a view and an opinion, you that might then add smart beta, which doesn't cost you a whole, cost you a little bit more, but certainly not as much as giving your portfolio to an active manager who would clearly for their expertise demand uh, higher fees that's right so, so how's your portfolio structured right now my personal portfolio well um i i love dividend aristocrats i think it's a it's a solid uh, investment thesis um even know, even now even though it's had such a fantastic run in the last y- year uh, uh, yes I, I i just i think that companies that have paid dividends and have ma- managed to maintain uh, grow those dividend streams over time is a wonderful uh what the index houses call a quality filter so you tend to end up with a quality portfolio of of blue chip companies that have maintained dividends and grown dividends over over time um, and and the strategy works in the south african context and it's tended to work in all the other markets as well if i if i look at this if if i look at the stock markets just generally at the moment I mean, we've had a wonderful run over the last over the last few years so many would be tempted to take money off off the table or to de-risk themselves somewhat in that context low volatility also work works quite well in that in, in that environment um but if, if i was buying a smart beater for my kids it would be a dividend aristocrat gareth stobie is with core shares and this special podcast was brought to you by core shares